Hello, welcome to another episode of Unpacking Neuroqueerness. In this episode, I wanted to talk about some of the best ways to show allyship to autistic people, including myself, during Autism Acceptance Month. One of the main things we ask for is for you to listen to autistic voices, consume podcasts, media, blog posts, um, anything uh, written uh, or recorded, produced, created by autistic people because that's going to have the most authentic uh, representation and perspective in terms of lived experience. And I firmly believe that no one understands as much about autism as autistic people because we have the lived experience of being autistic. And so very important to listen to autistic voices because unfortunately a lot of times autistic voices get silenced and spoken over by neurotypical led organizations which unfortunately instead of making society more accommodating to autistic people they're constantly trying to make autistic people fit societal molds that their brains aren't designed to fit um, and uh, promoting eugenics research and basically making autistic people feel like they can't be themselves because they're constantly misinterpreted and misjudged when they are and so that's why it's so important to listen to autistic voices also it's very important to support autistic-led organizations um, when you're going to support an organization um, that's speaking about autism it's very important to make sure does this organization have actually autistic people on their board do they advocate towards making society more accommodating to autistic people or are they promoting eugenics research trying to get rid of autistic people or disability so-called fix or cure autism that's all those are all red flags basically that's a fix or a cure is basically eugenics and that is what um, Autism Speaks and the Autism Society uh, promote. And Autism Speaks is uh, such an ironic name for that organization because it, they literally have no autistic people on their board. It's basically neurotypical parents and caregivers um, promoting eugenics research and converting conversion therapies that force autistic people to behave like neurotypicals, which all that is very rooted in systemic ableism um, and uh, also we also ask that you please use the infinity symbol rather than the puzzle piece now I did a full episode on this episode 22 but I'm just gonna summarize again why that is um, the puzzle piece was actually created uh, many years ago back in the 60s in the UK um, by someone called Gerald Gasson, and it was created with the um, vision that autistic children were puzzling and uh, needed to be fixed or corrected or cured. Like they couldn't just be uh, accepted for their autism. They, you know, it perpetuates that whole narrative of fixing autistic people. Um, it's also the logo of Autism Speaks, which is regarded by a lot of autistic people as a neurotypical led hate group because they promote 
getting rid of autism and disability instead of actually accommodating it. They portray it as a tragedy. Anyways, that's their logo as well. So that makes us, um, triggers a lot of uh, hurt and trauma for us when we see that logo on uh, the puzzle piece. And the puzzle piece is also very infantilizing because it perpetuates the idea that autism is only prevalent in children, which is not true because people are artistic their whole autistic their whole lives, well into their adulthoods, and till the end of the life their lives, they're autistic seniors as well. And um, it's just very sad that we don't hear much about autistic adults and autistic seniors, and then people end up thinking that. They don't exist because they end up thinking that autism is like some sort of disease that you have during childhood, but it's actually just a different brain wiring and you have it your whole life and there's nothing wrong with that. You just need to be accommodated and supported for the disabilities that come with it, um, but that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with that really. Um, and so yeah, another, the main thing the main thing that we really, really need, even more so than you digesting our content, is you sharing that content with people that can make a change, people that are in the education industry, people that are working with businesses that are trying to be more inclusive of autistic people, um, folks at supermarkets, you know, um, I've, I've been uh, trying to touch a lot on the fact that if people advocated for sensory friendly hours at supermarkets so where they would dim the lights or maybe have no music so it would be more accommodating to people with sensory processing differences that would make a huge difference because you think about it you know this whole argument which I understand which is very valid that parents have that they're concerned about how their autistic children will do when they grow up instead of focusing on oh how do we fix their disability how about we focus on how do we advocate for places to be more accommodating? And I'm going to leave us with a quote from Judy Human, um, disability known as the disability, the mother of the disability rights movement. that um, she passed recently, I did an episode uh, to honor her. And one of her quotes was, disability is only a tragedy if society fails to properly accommodate disabled folks. And she was disabled her whole life. She was in a wheelchair pretty much her entire life. And I think that's just such an important teaching from her is that so many people view disability as like a, a tragedy. Um, they feel bad for disabled people like myself, like or physically disabled, all kinds of disabled. They feel bad for the, the folks for being oh like I've, I've heard people say like oh i felt bad because she was in a wheelchair or he was in a wheelchair and it's like you shouldn't feel bad for us because we're disabled you should just help us make society more accommodating for disabled people because it really touches on the core issue there but you know the the core issue the only reason why disability is viewed as a tragedy or is you know why it's difficult for disabled folks is because society does not properly accommodate. There are so many places that simply aren't accessible for people with physical disabilities and people even with people with developmental disabilities, intellectual disabilities, they're not properly accommodated or respected or taken seriously. 
including autistic people like myself, over and over and over again. Uh, folks with ADHD and executive dysfunction are constantly called lazy and told to like to do better and and given strategies that only really work for neurotypicals and even when there's talk of inclusion and acceptance and like oh let's celebrate neurodiversity and stuff like that's great on the surface but is it because we actually were celebrating the people and themselves or are we celebrating or are we trying to figure out how neurodivergent people can uh, contribute to the capitalist system because that is essentially just reinforcing the the very ableist um, ideas that we're trying to fight. We, we're trying to say we don't need to like fit these neuronormative societal molds and we shouldn't have to fit these neuronormative societal molds in order to be accepted. And so that's why we really need help advocating for this stuff. And I can't stress that enough. So um, I really hope you were able to get something out of this episode. I hope it's helpful. And I hope you share this with as many people as possible. And I hope you put these practices um, into work. Because if we want to truly change the narrative around autism, ADHD, disability in general... We need your help. We we need your help because we can't row the boat by by ourselves. And and unfortunately, this month, organizations like Autism Speaks and Autism Society pump out a lot of campaigns that not only um, end up fundraising for their harmful eugenics research, but they end up perpetuating so many harmful stigmas and stereotypes about autism and. That's what we're constantly having to fight during the month of April. So, um, yeah, all the help we can get is much appreciated. So thank you once again for listening, and I'll see you next time.